and my passion always also derived from just helping people and, and and just making sure people are in top form and and always getting what they need whether whether it is assistance whether it is guidance whether it is i always felt that i needed to to make sure that there's a level of that for those around me you know you you, you start losing that 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 drive and that determination the courage the passion you know all those those values and that models um, and you just start becoming not complacent but just comfortable it's just making sure you have that faith that guidance that prayer that people around you because we cannot do this alone and i think i realized that it can be done our second guest from outside of Durban, from the beautiful city of Cape Town. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us. No, not, not a problem. Excited to, to be on your podcast, finally. Um, as, as mentioned to you privately, I've, I've been stalking you, so couldn't wait to get <laughs> on here and just share my story. Bro, if you're stalking me to tell us your story, then it's probably a story worth telling, so... Nah. <laughs> it's can't can't wait to get into it, bro. But um, maybe before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Maybe tell us about yourself and a bit about your background and mm-hmm. where you where you're based and what you do. Sure, hundred percent. Cool. So first and foremost, I'm a 28 year old, uh, turned 28 this year in February, <clears throat> and I've got two beautiful boys. I'm a married man to a wonderful, amazing lady, and you know I'm I'm still a mother's boy or a mama's boy if if, they, if I can say it like that. Uh, I spend time with my mom and my dad as much as I can. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, a lot of things have taught me that time is all you have with those closest to you. It's yeah. um, good. So so yeah, they they are are my basically my circle. And then my sister as well, you know, she's basically my right arm and she does everything with me. Um, <clears throat> my background awesome. for, for just a few of you is I'm from Cape Town. I stay in Tableview, recently moved here as well in Feb. Um, lovely place, but just very, very cold. So if you do decide to come down to Cape Town, um, make sure you bring a jacket. But, take you know, a jacket. <laughs> take a jacket. Exactly. Um <clears throat> And yeah, went to school at a business school. So specifically high school was tailored to business. And this okay. is where, you know, this came from. And also wanted to pursue a career in football. Um, that was my, my main goal uh, from day 10, standard eight for the, for the older viewers. Um, and that's like standard generally... Eight, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I still speak like that to my parents. So yeah, yeah, yeah. standard eight for the for the older viewers. So um, yeah, I've, I've, I really wanted to, to to push football, and and I thought that was my um, wave, and that was where I was headed. Until you know, you get stopped, and God just tells you, look, there's another direction for you. Um, and and since that since that day, um, I think I was 19 years old, where I just thought that. I can't pursue a career in football because of, of multiple reasons. And I started an NGO. I co-founded an NGO with my best friend at the time at school. Um, and we ran that for like five years. The NGO was focused on helping kids with talents, you know, videography, photography, 
um, DJs, dancers, all of those things, helping them and giving them a platform to showcase those talents um, across South Africa. And, you know, we did that for a good sure. almost five years. <clears throat> Within that, seeing that it was an organization, we handed it about, we, our community project was called Kick Game Grind. And Kick Game Grind was for people that are less fortunate, don't necessarily have a decent pair of sneakers. You know, if, if you go outside today, you might see um, a person on, on the road or, or doesn't have, you know, enough. They might not have a good pair of sneakers. They're walking barefoot. And we solely focused on trying to get as much good quality sneakers as possible. Look, wow. if, I, if I tell you there was Jordans, there was like Nikes, Adidas, better shoes than what I had at the time. Um, we, we were basically giving away. And what that meant was, you know, we could help somebody in a different way. Rather than giving them money, giving them, you know, just a sense of years a loaf of bread, I think giving them a sneaker at the time was now you can stand up on your feet and actually move forward. You know, so that That's was awesome. the sense of, of what we wanted to do. Um, and that was a very successful project. We got big, big names across South Africa involved, um, big artists involved as well, and successfully handed out 7,000 sneakers across South Africa. Um, That's amazing. To those less fortunate. And, and thank you. And, and, and that definitely took um, me in, into my passion of, of what I do now for people. You know, I just feel that in this moment that we live in, people around us and, and everyone we surround ourselves with have become even more important because they look up to what you do and how you do things and vice versa. Mm. You know, you, you look up to what your parents do, what your, your close friends and, and their family does, you know, and you either repeat it or you go a different way. So you're yeah. always learning to better yourself. Yeah. Um, that was basically the organization. Um, we, we deregistered or we deregistering that now after two, three years. And I've recently started a, um, I say recently two years ago, started suitable focus. You can see it on my cap SF. And yes. <clears throat> what Congrats, suitable Brett. focus is, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what suitable focus is basically a business now, not an organization. And I solely run it myself, um, from a founder aspect. With my team, um, shout out everyone in, in the team that's listening to this. Come on, well um, done team. <laughs> and and what it what it is about is understanding the balance of growing entrepreneurship and also growing your brand from an individual point of view. Okay. Um, where this came about was I after the organization and and sorry I'm just skipping timelines here but I'm I'm sure you you Go all gather the flow. You know after the organization. I then went into the corporate world and I really wanted to understand, you know, before running my own business, I want to understand the, the, the nutty bolts of running an actual business for yourself. And mm. I started at the color measurement company um, where they literally measure the color of certain aspects and it's a consistent wow. thing. And so what, I'm sorry, what were, they, machines. what were they coloring? I mean, what were they measuring the colors of? So, so we basically used to sell, or I basically, uh, I was the sales, I was the sales rep for Western Cape, and we basically used to sell machines that measure the color. So, do you know Nando's sauce? Yes. The Nando's lemon and herb sauce. So yes. we sold those devices to Nando's, 
so they can consistently get that color of the sources of what they want. That's wild, um, bro. It's, wow. It was crazy. It was crazy. And the ironic part of it is I went into a color measurement company and I'm colorblind. Dude, that, that, was, ama- that was ironic. That is amazing. So, <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I so, mean, so that, th- was, that was quite funny. You had the tools to help you, basically. <laughs> exactly. It, it told that's me awesome. the color and there we go. So, I, I kind of saw that as a boost. Um, so, that's so that what, that's what I did for like two years and, and it taught me a lot, you know, resilience and especially being in sales, you, you get the no's more than you get the yeses. And mm. obviously in entrepreneurship, you get so much no's until you get that yes. Yeah. Um, so that's what that taught me. And then I went into the field of marketing where I'm currently at now. Um, so in my, I, I hate saying this and, and Luke, I spoke to you about it in my day job. <laughs> in my job um, at the moment, I am marketing manager of partner acquisition um, for EMEA and the UK at Redstore, a backup and cloud company um, that that resides in the UK. And I'm basically fully focused on the marketing functions on a day-to-day basis okay. for those regions. Um, mm. and, and, it, and it's taught me so much. You know, I'm almost pushing two years next year uh, or three years next year at the company. And just Amazing. again, my, my, thank you. And, and my, my understanding of it was just to try and implement everything I'm learning, everything I'm gaining into suitable focus, right? Um, and, and, and push stability as much as possible. Cause at the time it was, it was COVID and stability is what I was looking for. Um, and I, I found that within Red. So it's, it's a wonderful company. It's, it's given me so much in terms of knowledge and experience. And I just want to keep growing um, in that aspect until, you know, Suitable Focus earns much more than them and we can start <laughs> having that discussion. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's not even about that. It's just about understanding my my role within Red Store at the moment. And that's, you know, purely marketing and connecting with people, understanding people, understanding functions. And then, you know, from Suitable Focus point of view, there's no reference to what SF does and Redstore does, but it almost cohesively comes together because I get understandings from different components. Um, that's awesome. And, and that's, you know, that's my, my story in a nutshell. I hope, I hope that Amazing, wasn't Brian. Um, no. too much of a tongue twister. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. So from, from, from what I picked up the last 10 years for you, if I could say 10 years, has been quite diverse. Yeah from you know leaving school through to starting an NGO quite a successful yep. NGO that made quite a an amazing impact uh nationally oh, thank you. and then moving into the corporate world doing sales and then marketing so yep. there's two things I'd love to ask you what were what were the two main or what were the what was the main difference that you have experienced mm-hmm. firsthand between doing sales and then doing mm-hmm. marketing because that's something that really does Good. intrigue me and it's something that I'm, sure. I'm quite passionate about too you know with my clients too and I see there's I, I feel like we sell a lot more than what we market but we call it marketing 100%. so I mean throw your <laughs> throw your two cents in and let's yeah. see where yeah 
and 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 look for the viewers. It's just my two cents. I'm I'm no expert. I'm still very young in the game. So all the experienced women and and men, please. It's it's just my two cents. Um, we're all on the we're all on the learning boat. <laughs> there there we go. From a sales and marketing um shift, I think I I hate to use the word hate, but I dislike sales because of all the effort that you needed to put in just to convince somebody to get something that they need, um, that, that you see they need, you know, people sometimes don't feel they need it in that moment. And just because I need to meet my pipeline, my targets, I need to convince you that in this moment, this is exactly what you need. Um, from that perspective, I disliked it a lot because I think that's what I put down the phone for to this day when a Vodacom or an MTN rep phones me and says, do you want a phone? And I'm like, I do not want a phone. And I understand it from that point of view because you need to meet your pipeline, your targets, all of those things. Yeah. Um, and you kind of feel disjointed from that person. We're actually on the other end. It's an individual, you know, and that's, that's what I dislike. Because I can't have a conversation with you to un- to understand your needs. Yes, there's techniques and all of those things, but at the end of the day, my boss is going to ask me, "Have you signed off the deal?" You know, yeah. not about did you find out about Luke's wife and his kids. That that doesn't yeah. cut it in a business. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's definitely what I disliked at first, um, <clears throat> and then what I liked a lot about sales is might be contradictory, but I like speaking to loads of people. Okay. You know, you get you get nuggets from so many people, even if they're saying no to you. Um, you you kind of understand different ways to speak to certain people, and also dynamics on what people feel in different moments. So let me maybe put this in, into perspective. The first week of the month, people are like, or the first quarter. It's let's generalize. The first quarter, people are yes. Our budget is set. We have a budget for X, Y, and Z. We'll speak to you. We'll we'll get it done. Okay, cool. Um, come fourth quarter, no, our budgets are depleted. Ah, oh, there's no budget for it. <laughs> and and you you kind of <laughs> see the dynamic of you know an individual on a high, and then that same individual six, seven, eight months later, telling you in a very moody, groupy type of way. Unfortunately, we can't go ahead and purchase mm. this device. Um, and that now determines who they, how they're feeling, you know, and, and what yeah. they are, are representing. So did, you, so did you find that the sales process for you was quite invasive and um, I did. very in, in people's face? Yeah, I did. 100%. And did you, and 100%. did you struggle with that? I mean, did you struggle that with that because you maybe have a specific personality type or do you think you struggled with that for some other reason? I think it's personality, definitely. I'm an introvert at first. Um, and why, why I struggled with it is because I like making people feel comfortable before myself. And I think that's where, where the notion came in. So I'd make sure that Luke is happy, you know, before I plummet you down with all my sales numbers, all my devices that I have to sell, sell to you. And that was quite 
quite a downfall for me because obviously you don't reach targets with being a nice guy. You know, no, it, it's, it's simple. Not in it's the simple. sales world. N- not at all. Not at all. So it was, it was definitely my personality playing that role. And within that same company where we where I sold, you know, color measurement instruments, I then operated their marketing as well. And just now shifting over to, to your question, the difference between sales and marketing for me, um, marketing is more, it's more me. You know, I don't need to be an extrovert. Mm. I can let the content speak for me on behalf mm. of me, you know, um, <clears throat> I can just, and, and everyone has this, this idea that marketing is just a couple of events and some ad boards. I wish it was, <laughs> I really wish it was, you know, but all the, the, the content that goes into it, all the understanding your personas, your audience, your people that the sales people then goes and speaks to. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the joy of it for me. You know, and that's why I'm, I'm really loving this this position at Red Store because it allows me to not only understand the individual that I'm speaking to through the salesperson, but also helps me understand the company and the company's stature and where they want to be and go. And if they fit the mold that we need for them now, you know, so the difference between, for me, again, sales and marketing for, for now is where sales are needed to push and push and push and get you to say yes. In marketing, I just need to be present and make sure you know my brand exists. You know, you know my company exists. And eventually, you'll purchase something that you need. Um, And that's that's, that's the difference for me. Do you feel, do you feel like people that you speak to and people that you see in the marketing game understand marketing as that? Or do you, um, the reason I'm asking that is because I, I very often come across people yeah. who talk about marketing and say they're in marketing, but actually your sales. Um, maybe yeah. you are marketing, maybe you are paid yeah. to be a marketer, but you're yeah, actually yeah, yeah. <clears throat> performing a sales role. Um, mm. And you're so. How would you, in your experience and what your what your perception is at the moment, how would you um, correlate marketing with the relationship building? Because I think those two go hand sure. in hand. And how, how how do you how do you operate in that space with building relationships in the marketing sphere that you're involved in? Sure. Uh, ultimately, and, and just to, to answer that question directly, ultimately, we are all salespeople and we are all marketers, even without us knowing. Okay. Um, Love that. Ultimately. And, and I'll make that statement on my own opinion again. Um, why I say that is because interviews, the way we approach things, you need to sell yourself, right? Um, and that's the sales aspect. When you go for an interview, you apply your CV, you make sure that you're on time, you're ready, and you offer your product, which is yourself, to a company, right? From a marketing aspect, <clears throat> you need to make sure your CV looks good, and you need to make sure that you are presented well on your LinkedIn profile from, you know, what's being put out there, how you're putting it out. So you have a certain element of marketing, and, and everyone does, whether they know it or not, right? Um, if I came to you and I asked you, look, can I possibly be on your podcast 
and you go through my LinkedIn and it doesn't really resonate with your podcast business, that's bad marketing on my end because now I'm asking you and it doesn't, you know, resonate at all. Mm. Um, so maybe it's, it's bad marketing, some would call it, or our businesses or our companies or our values and our missions don't align. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. from a sales marketing point of view, um, I think I've, I've, I've just learned that cohesiveness is, is everything and working hand in hand to understand what a salesperson does on a daily basis, what a marketing function is on a daily basis. And then you kind of just think, you know, this one needs to work for that one to push mm. and vice versa. Mm. Um, so if That's I don't see, if, if I don't see KFC ads everywhere, I'm not going to know that there's chicken wings available at KFC unless I go to KFC and ask the salesperson or the person behind the counter, what do you guys have available? You know, so it just makes the salesperson's job a bit easier. When I see all the steamy hot wings okay. all around me, um, there's millions of emails that I get, millions of social media ads that's popping up from a marketing point of view. And then I'm just like to my family, let's let's just go buy this lovely wings. Makes the job easier for the, the cashier on the other side because now I know exactly what I want. And again, that's a perfect example how marketing and sales will work hand in hand um, awesome. together. That's cool, so that's, man. that's just my perception on it. No, that's great. It's great to understand your understanding of marketing and sales. Sure. And so, I mean, we, can, we could absolutely continue doing that. But what I would <laughs> sure. love to hear more of is your venture called Sustainable Focus. And suitable. Suitable. Oh, suitable focus. Sorry, good, my bad. Um, but in, in that, you do speak about sustainability. So maybe that's where I got it mixed up. Um, so suitable focus. Maybe tell us your thinking and your, your, a little bit of your process going up to that and why, you know, what is it about suitable focus that you made you just, you want to do that? Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> okay, so so kicking it back and, and, and just deriving from the organization now, I've always known that, you know, there's a passion for entrepreneurship um, and, and for myself. And my passion always also derived from just helping people um, and, and, and just making sure people are in top form, you know, if, if I can say. And, and always what do you what, what do you mean need. by in top form like top performers or are you talking no, just just like they have everything they need in that moment okay. whether whether it is assistance whether it is guidance whether it is just a knowledge break from someone that's more experienced in the field I always felt that I needed to to make sure that there's a level of that for um, those around me because that's always what I've got you know and, and receive from those around me. Um, mm. So Suitable Focus started, like I mentioned, almost three years back now. And I just wanted to offer small businesses and individuals the platform from a business consulting and business guidance point of view, just that knowledge barrier that some people don't really understand that they need, you know. And and I say I, um, when I say I, I'm referring to Suitable Focus, um, 
as I mentioned, there's a lovely team behind it, so I, I, I'm not taking credit at all. So suitable yeah. focus is just basically that, you know, it's a organization or a business that focuses on small businesses and individuals looking to grow their brand. And okay. why it's split up into two tiers is basically because as we're seeing, there's a lot of individuals that are pushing their own things at the moment, whether it's podcast, whether it's YouTube, the, the media industry is crazy. DJs, um, singers, everything. Yeah. And South Africa has beautiful, beautiful talent, you know, at the moment. Um, there's this thing of influences now as well. You know, a lot of influences have, have popped up and are doing amazing work with, with brilliant brands from all over the world. Um, but we don't see that too often. You know, we don't see that change of, okay, this is my passion, but how do I turn this into a business? Mm. You know, how do okay. you, <clears throat> you maintain your passion and keep it a passion, but also make this a, not a side hustle, not a second job, not a, how do you make it your your mainstream of income? You know, okay. and and that's what we dive into from an individual perspective and and aspect. And is that a process um, per person, or do you have a framework that you've developed and that you follow? Sure. Um, so for the individuals, there's there's definitely a, I would say it's a mixture of both. Right? Um, you can't treat every person the same as you can't treat every company the same, yeah. right? Um, so for the individual aspect of what Suitable Focus focuses on, um, it's a mixture of just understanding where, they, where they're where at and also understanding what type of character do they have. Because when you start deep diving into it, the individual starts deep diving into it. Yeah, right? completely. The individual then starts getting to think like, Okay, I actually didn't know I, I needed to have a two-year plan for influencer work. I thought you just do things on the fly. You know, I thought we just get gigs and Bob's your uncle type of thing. But you actually need to, like a business, run it like a business. Because when things dry up, you know what's going to happen. Um, is all your 500k followers just going to support you and donate five rand each? That's not the world we live in. You know, so how do you sustain yeah. yourself and, and make sure that you, you as a person, do you have that type of character? Are you an introvert? Are you extrovert? Would you do live events? Would you do hosting? Would you do, you know, those types of things? So it's understanding the individual from that perspective. And then also from a business perspective, understanding what the potential is within that market. And once you dumb down those figures for yourself, you then look at different opportunities. You then look at maybe um, opportunities you wouldn't have thought of if you didn't deep dive into your mm. actual um, concept. Mm. Um, and that, that works across the board, right? That works with footballers. I, I Like I said, I wanted to be a footballer, so I know a lot of footballers that have made it on a professional level and still play today. Um, and some of them have fallen off because, you know, contracts just expire and, this is now all your hope and all your, your gauge on what you want to do. And now you don't have anything, you know, and just again, turning that passion into how you can sustain yourself. And I'm sure a lot of viewers and, and yourself, look, you know, Ronaldo and Messi, the biggest names in sport, their main source of income is not from football. 
It's from everything else they do. Mm. You know, so why can't our South African athletes, you know, tap into that as well? And that's what suitable focus focuses focuses on from an individual perspective. And then, like I said, the SME business perspective, that's taking them through the incubation phase of, I have all these ideas, um, suitable focus. How do we, we conceptualize? How do we just narrow it down to at least five? From my thousand, how do I put it down to five? And it's kind of the same approach, right? It's understanding the characters behind the business. So if there's about five, six board members or two or three, it's understanding their characters, how much work they would do on all thousand, on all thousand ideas, or can they actually only focus on the five? And with the five, we then dumb it down to three or two. And eventually you get to a stage where, you know what? I actually want to focus on this and then eventually grow with that other idea that I had and, yeah. you know, start formulating yeah. every other idea. So it's from awesome. incubation stage up until, you know, growth and advanced um, for the SMEs. Okay. Um, and that's, that's basically how it works. So are you, are you serving a particular niche or are you serving um, just whoever and whatever comes your way? Um, no, the, to the latter, not at all. Um, I, okay. I think I've, I've learned in, in, in the, the corporate phase of, of, of my life that you cannot be a headless chicken, if I can say it nicely, and, and run all over the place. Because if you do, you'll run out of steam, right? Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll run out of ideas and all of those things. So within the SME market and, and the small business consulting, we focus on marketing businesses. So people who are running digital marketing agencies, branding agencies, all of those things, events, the events business, there's, there's been quite a boost of that over the last two years, as, as you can expect from um, just you know, after coming, COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know 100%. the Durban entertainment industry had been absolutely brutalized. It was yeah. awful, awful, awful. It's, I've been involved in that space crazy. too, so was crazy. Yeah. So, so that's, that's booming now again, you know, a lot of small businesses are, are looking to do mini events, even, you know, market days and, and all of those things just to bring communities together. So there's, there's that niche events planning. Um, we also focus on NGOs just based on my personal experience of, of running an NGO. Um, so that's a, a niche that we focus on. And then also hospitality. Um, a few of the team members have quite extensive knowledge and degrees and all of those things within hospitality. Um, so Airbnbs, guest houses, lodges, all of those things. So those are the four niches at the moment um, that firstly we have experience in, which is the most important. And secondly, we can build a structure around it, you know, within those four niches for SMEs. From an individual perspective, um, from an individual perspective, it's just not a deadless chicken approach because it's suiting different people at different times. Um, ultimately, everyone as an individual, they're all trying to change their purpose into a business, but still keep that purpose with them. So it's kind of the same template, just okay. differentiating it with the person that we're speaking to um, and that we're having the courses with and, and running those those services with. Um, okay. So that can that can branch out to athletes, um, as I mentioned, to influencers, people in the media industry. It doesn't get coated with the same paintbrush, but we kind of use the same type of approach. 
where mm. we use the mixture of your business, your passion, and then the individual. Who are you at the end of the day? Okay. That's, dude, that sounds amazing. It really does. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much. So if, you know, if someone was keen to jump in and say, hey, I'm really interested in this kind of thing, would you, sure. what's the process on that? How do you, how do you bring people on board? Um, what mm-hmm. do you look for in a, in a customer? And sure. I know we, we, we're talking like customer side now, but, and we'll get into the bit of the business of it, but yeah. I think it, it segues into that. So yeah, sure. what is your guys approach on that? Sure. So, so the team takes a, a very, I think organic approach similar to, to this podcast, which I love so much. Um, just a very organic and, and, and interpersonal, like a very personal approach as well, you know, um, personal in terms of business or in terms of just the individual we're dealing with. The customer, <clears throat> the, the ideal customer would be, um, just someone who's also pushing as much as they're saying, because, you know, what you find sometimes is, there's a lot of people that say, I do X, Y, and Z, and I push really hard on X, Y, and Z. And they come into the program, for example, and you you don't allocate even two hours to an eight-hour program. You know, so are you really wanting to push? Are you really at that peak of, of pushing? Because at the end of the day, you pay us for your service or you pay us for our service. You, you're going to use that payment as an excuse to say, well, I'm not getting anything out of it. Where yeah. ultimately it's down to you. You know, we're just giving you the guidelines. It's like school, right? You can only be as good as your final marks. <laughs> you can't be as good as your friends and everyone else. Um, <clears throat> your, your parents pay every month and you need to perform based on that. Um, so the ideal customer is not really someone that we say, okay, cool. It needs to have that, that, and that. I think the three things would be drive, passion, and determination. Okay. That, that would, that would classify you as an ideal customer from an individual and SME point of view. We obviously okay. dive a bit deeper into the SME stuff where you need to reach a certain amount for six months, you need to be making some sort of money, um, you know, those types of things. Because obviously, like I said, it's evaluation. So from an incubate, incubation phase to a growth phase, there needs to be some sort of, of movement. Mm. And if mm. you a very, very new business, we take you from that incubation phase to a growth phase type of movement as well. Um, and then advanced phase, which everyone wants to be at. Um, yes. So is and, this... Yeah. So am I correct in saying from what I'm picking up is you guys do a lot of coaching and walking alongside with these people in both their personal and their development, their business development? Uh, yes, yes. Once, okay. once, once they in, it's, it's kind of getting to know the, the, the team from SME and, and small business point of view. Um, getting, getting to know the team, understanding the team from a full scope, you know, I don't think you can do any work if you don't understand the people that are actually doing the work. That, that's my belief. Um, and once, you know, we, we, we almost spend like a week or two just understanding the individuals within the organization and making sure that they understand one another because ultimately they're all working to the same goal, right? Yeah. Um, 
so it's it's a very coachy type of approach, but it's not coachy at all. Okay. You're basically given templates that you run with. Um, we don't tell you from our point of view, um, look, why don't you position your podcast like this? It's it's not our vision. It's not our dream. Mm-hmm. It's it's your vision. It's your dream. We're just telling you, okay, maybe you need to now incorporate compliance into your business. You're making X amount a month. Um, have you looked at an accountant? Cool. We have some we have some accountants specifically focused on small businesses, and okay. it's not going to be an arm and a leg. It's going to be what you can afford based on what you're making, you know. Okay. And what that helps with is SARS. It helps with your tax compliance. It helps with your CIPC registration that you need to pay every month. You know, just those small things you kind of tend to forget um, as you're focusing on a goal. Um, as a small mm. business. And then mm. also things like law. You know, that this is a very touchy subject. I, I probably have most of the time with, with the businesses that we, we come across. Um, okay. And law is kind of uh, suitable for, why would you push law down our throats? It's not pushing anything down the throat again. It's more of understanding that it's out there for us to access. For small businesses to access and make use of, because again, from a compliance and safety point of view, we need to have all our ducks in a row, you know, as a small business. Whether you're an individual or a small, just make sure all your ducks are in a row. Um, whether you have two rand coming in or 20,000 rand coming in every month. Um, and what that helps with is just knowing your business, knowing where you want to be and how you want to push it. And also knowing that you have a backing from a safety, compliance, and governance point of view. Okay. Um, again, which we give access to, and we mm. kind of connect those dots and, and make sure that if you need this within your phase of, of where you are, not necessarily growth, but as you almost jumping up to, I'm sorry, not necessarily incubation, but as you grow, you're jumping up to the growth stage, that's kind of when you want to see that peak of accounting accounting firms and law firms coming up with you as well. Okay. Um, so what would, what would you, so I'm interrupting. Um, but no, no, no. How would, so let's take, make an example. We've got a startup. Cool. Go ahead. And Go ahead. Yeah. they, what kind of compliance and um, needs in that space would you maybe recommend guys who are starting up you know, they're two years old, maybe three years old, maybe off the top of your head or off the cuff. What are the sure. three three things that you think people need to look out for or be aware of? Cool. Um, so I won't contradict myself at all. Like like I mentioned, it's down to the people and the persons within the organization, within yes. the business, whatever they're running. Um, if it is, for example, people that are motivated, determined, and, you know, consistent in what they do. These are basically the things we, we run through, and I might go over three, but it's, are you, <clears throat> are you pushing this in terms of hours? You know, how many, how many hours do you spend on it a month as, as a team, as a collective, or as an individual? You know, how much, how much time do you spend on this a month? That then determines how much effort you'll put in, you know, and time means everything. Time is, mm. and, and look, we had this discussion offline. Time is that balance. You know, yeah. if, if yeah. 
you find sometimes you you're not balancing with your family or with your friends or social life or all of these things you tend to leave a side hustle you know and you push it to the side because okay now i'm i'm lacking in other, in other areas so time is the most important i think how much time do you spend on your business secondly would be <clears throat> what are your ideas and concept on moving these businesses forward or or this business idea forward are you just coming to suitable focus to give you that rhythm and that rule because again it's your baby it's your dream you cannot expect another business to tell you how to run your own you know so what is the concept behind and where do you want to be in the next month not in the next 5 years you are startup you growing you you trying to find yourself and and find your your team and all of those things but what are you looking to achieve in the next month is it maybe 10 followers on social media is that like a hurra and hoop de hoop for you or is it an actual thousand rand client coming in you know is that a hurra uh, like a hurra and a hoop de hoop so it's just understanding that from a strategy point of view and then <clears throat> again just making sure everyone in your team with it you one man team um you know if you are one man team you need to be split up into different departments so technically you have your full team around you um or do you have three people you know in, including yourself that you can depend on and yeah. how does how does that all come together then we look at what's their time like you know do you guys have sessions like together meetings together on a weekly bi-weekly monthly basis and what do those meetings and sessions look like is it more activity based is it what you want to achieve or is it actually what you're going to achieve within the next month you know is it just picking out things from the sky or are you actually talking to the right people at different networking events and this and that and bringing it to the table when you guys meet up you know mm. so i would say those are are basically the understanding points um because before you can action anything you need to understand where you are at and then that also means from a startup or a small business point of view you need to explain to us a suitable focus what you actually want to put in so we can then okay. set out the guidelines and help you understand okay. based on your dreams and your goals this is what we can provide mm. so do you um Do you find that mm-hmm. startups and I mean I'm learning this firsthand I I've I was actually thinking about it this week and over the yes. last two weeks and thinking I, it's really hard for a startup to in in my experience to have these two to three year projection goals that you want yeah when you actually not even quite sure of who you are and what you bring to the table entirely because what you think you bring to the table and what you do bring to the table could be different things for various reasons maybe it's not 100%. your personality maybe you yeah. haven't got the systems in place so yeah. have you found that startups have spent a lot of time and energy focused on a distant goal at the sure. expense of actually discovering themselves now maybe maybe talk us a little bit through that sure um that, that's that's a very very good question um and and very good statement as well you, you can change that into a statement as well you know um i think 
I think we, we and, and myself included, we have these ideas of when you become an entrepreneur, whatever it is, oh, two years time, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'll have this car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, my business will be as big as the Vodacom building in Johannesburg, blah, blah, blah. You know, those types of things. Um, but that's exactly what you're saying and exactly what we focus on. Like the example I just made. How many hours are you actually putting in to make this as successful as you're envisioning it, right? And also, what is the strategic plans that you have for the next day, next week, next month, next two months, next three months? Before we can look at the five, six, seven-year goal, do you even have a team in place for five, six, seven years? Because what we tend to do is we tend to think about the five, seven, six, eight, nine, ten-year goal but you don't know that you need a CMO. You maybe need a VP of sales by that time. Have you thought about operations? Have you thought about a HR lady or, or guy mm. that can come in? Because that needs to be sustained as you grow, you know, as you get to where you need to get to. Um, so if you're not thinking about that in that sense, then as you mentioned, just bring it back home and just understand where you want to be in this moment and in this moment can be in the short term you know yeah. is it earning if it's a, a retail business if it's you know selling clothes and selling candles and all of those things is it earning a profit you know not a takeout not an actual every month but a profit of ten thousand a month is that when you consider doing the next step of okay now i can look at my three month goal because now I know I'm bringing in consistently a 10,000 Rand profit. That's after paying your Zoom app. That's after paying WhatsApp business. That's after all doing all expenses, of those things. Yeah. You know, now I'm at the 10,000 peak. So technically by my third month, I should be making 30, I should have 30,000 Rand profit within my business. Now I can start thinking ahead. So now I can be like, okay, cool. Now I can make a six month plan because I know what's going to be happening consistently mm. month to month because I've thought about that process and I've focused That's on awesome. that process, right? Um, so after six months, I can now consider, um, you know, looking for someone to assist me in sales if you're running all your sales or if there's only three people in at the moment because now you have a buffer that you can pay a salesperson um, and make more money. You know, how do you capitalize on that to now start thinking about the two-year goal? So it's just mm. increments and, and, and small focuses. Yes, 100%. We can have our full full focus on a nice pole board somewhere in our room or in the lounge. No one's taking that away. You know, um, Make your own what billboard. you, 100%, 100%. No, one, no one's taking that away. But in order to get there, and, and this is what Suitable Focus is all about, is just understanding those small increments of how you can get there for yourself okay. and your own capabilities okay. within the team. You know, um, we, we get a lot of, of, of people that come in with their friends and um, just uh, it's, it's, it's funny because um, I've been in it as well, but you know, you come in with your friends and yeah, we can start this business. Two sessions in the one says, Oh, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know we're going that direction. I didn't. <laughs> and you see a confusion of, Mm. guidance and where you want to be so technically mm. Luke's five-year goal wasn't the same as Dylan's five-year goal and that's a mistake already 
you know? So that's why we say, let's make it a one month goal where we both can agree on, or all three of us can agree on, and we move forward from there. Okay, that's awesome. That's really, yeah, sure. that's so helpful, man. That's really, really good. So, Not you know, sure. what I've picked up from that, what I've picked up for that for myself, <clears throat> and maybe other viewers have too, that we we set these goals, but we 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 have to do it in a staged approach. So we have a six-month goal, which may not necessarily take six months to get there, but yep. we want to create the um, environment where we can then say, okay, now in six months' time, I want yep. to reach this. So... It's a more it's it's less about chasing the goal itself, the destination, sure. and more about creating pockets of um, environments where we yep. can then say, let's go for the next goal. One hundred percent. And and what that yeah, what that does awesome. when what that does when you segment things, and and you can you can tell in our personal lives as well when you segment things and 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 focus on certain things, you kind of get prepared and you make yourself ready for it. Right, mm. a a goal like, or, or for example, you're going out to a birthday party next week. Um, you have a full week to prepare, so you can go cut your hair, you can go buy you some clothes, you can actually get ready for that event. And it's the same thing in business. Um, you make sure that whatever your six month, three month, one week goal is, you can get yourself ready or get your team ready with you to get mm. to that stage. And mm. like you say, you know, what happens 90% of the time when you have that three month goal, you finish it in two months. And what that means is you get more motivated. You, you become more attached to your, your baby and, and yeah. you start pushing yeah. it and you start growing it. That's awesome. So it's really good to, to segment what you want to achieve, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Speaking about goals and and going after some things, I guess sure. this is where we can maybe we can just briefly touch on the other part of what you you've spoken to me about in our yeah. in our meeting beforehand and even now is the determination and the discipline you know specific section sure. of of this. So you've got your goals, you've got your 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 dreams that you want to go after. Now, talk to us a little bit about your approach on determination and discipline. Sure. So this is from from a customer client point of view. Is that what you're saying, or me personally? Or oh, I mean, maybe maybe for you and your your approach on it, because inevitably that would roll out into the way that sure. you impart that and help people along in their in their process. Hundred percent. 100%. So um, for myself personally, I think it's, it's, it's just a lot of um, knowing, knowing what you want, right? Um, and uh, I'll probably reiterate this a lot, but knowing exactly what you want. Because once you know the, the man in the mirror, as they say, you kind of know where the dark spots are, you know where your lips are, you know, you know, you know certain things about yourself. Um, and I think that's when determination plays a role in what I do. So as I mentioned, I'm, I'm balancing quite, quite a few things at the moment. 
because I'm so determined and I can't have, I've reached certain small goals that I can now look at the bigger picture, you know, and, and my bigger picture at this moment is a six month goal, you know, um, mm-hmm. eventually my bigger picture would be a two month, a, a two year goal. But <clears throat> for, from a determination point of view, I'm determined to find a balance that's fitted, that's fit for myself, you know, a balance to spend enough time with my family that I don't neglect my kids and my wife and my mom and my dad, and my sister and my in-laws and all of those things. A balance where, a balance and determination where I can also have a social life. Because again, I'm 28 years old and I don't want to miss out. You know, you, I hear my friends and family say all the time, you're only young for so long, you know? Yeah. You, you're only this age for so long. So the determination to understand that I also need a life outside of everything I do um, and outside of everyone I want to be with and, and want to love and show appreciation to. Um, there's the determination and, and just courage of making sure that I can balance equally and, and pay attention and, and, and just give my motivation to my day job, which is Red Store. You know, focus, hone myself in and do the best that I can. But also, when I'm done with Red Store, do the same for suitable focus. Mm. You know, so that determination of just making sure that I'm giving an equal amount to all of those facets. And obviously, there's a bit more. I love watching football and sport. So I need to make time for that as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just understanding that I need to be as determined as possible to try to find the balance that's right for me. And I'm not talking... 25%, 25%, 25%. I'm talking about a balance that is actually fit for my lifestyle and my six-month goal at this point in time. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of where, where it resides from and, and where, where it comes from. So when we speak about determination, courage, discipline, all of those things, it needs to be a flat layer of all the concepts that I'm working on to balance my life, how I fit it and how I feel it needs to be balanced. Um, <clears throat> and then also learning from so many new people, you know, so many people in my team. Like I say, it's, it's, this is my perspective, but when I go have a session with the suitable focus team on a Wednesday night, they then share their experiences, their values, all of their things. Mm. And we kind of put that together and be, and, and be like, okay, cool. So maybe it can all cohesively come together when we speak to XY business that approached us last week, because now we resonate and we have the same type of approach. We have this, a similar feel and, and, and way forward. So, okay, cool. You lead that meeting because you have more experience in that way. You know, so That's it's awesome. always about that cohesiveness and, and the discipline to want more. I think that's also very important. You know, the, the discipline to not be, um, too comfortable with where you're at because when we get comfortable, it, it, it just seems okay. You know, things just seem mm. fine. Um, mm. we, we stop with that six month goal. We, we now make it a, I'll get there in two years. Don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll mm. get there in three years. You know, you, you, you start losing that, that, that drive and that determination, the courage, the passion, you know, all those, those values and that models. Um, and you just start becoming, not complacent, but just comfortable. Right. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> long, long, long story to, to your answer to your question. Sorry, no, but good. 
it's 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 just rounding it up and understanding what's important to to me as an individual and as as i mentioned that's what i do or that's what we do in suitable focus we just make sure that the individuals whether you are a person that's building your own brand or an sme with individual multiple individuals in it we make sure that the individuals understand their purpose and once you understand your purpose you can then allocate time towards those purposes yeah you know yeah. and that's where you can grow certain things yeah it's that whole Simon Sinek approach of discover your why and you know everything 100%. comes out from there so whatever you do outside of out of that why or whatever you do will always be informed by your purpose um, or 100%. should be actually not, not necessarily always is and yeah. to align what you do what you do with your purpose and discovering that is such a powerful, absolutely powerful tool. And I've seen yep. it in my own life. I've seen it in the, in the lives of my, my clients. And yep. so, yeah, that's awesome, Bruce. Starting that's really, that, really cool. Having that way forward. No, thank you. Thanks, yeah. Luke. No, that's awesome. <clears throat> I, Bruce, you know what I love? Eh? I love that you, um, I love that you're there to help the human behind building their, their thing, you know? That you're not 100%. there to plug in as a service provider and just eat off the profits of a a business, but that you're there yeah. to help the human, and because it's the humans that need help, and if you can help, exactly. and I want to encourage you, Brian, just say, bro, if you can continue to help the human behind the the humans behind these sure. businesses, and just develop those relationships and. Just be the human support, you know, the the support to the hero in that story. Yep. Yep. Like I think you're gonna you're gonna go to the moon, bro. Thank so you so much. I've I've absolutely yeah, loved hearing about, about suitable focus. And <laughs> thank you. I absolutely I really absolutely love what you what you guys are on about and I think you're onto something here, bro. Well, so thank you so much, Luke. I think just to honor time for your time mm-hmm. and for the listeners, yeah. um, there's two things I want to do. One thing which I haven't done sure. yet before. So you're the guinea pig. And yeah. the second thing is, <laughs> the second thing is what I've have asked a few guests to do is, do you have one word or thing of encouragement for the small businesses in Durban that you would like to say? Is there anything you'd like to say? Okay. Be- before I said, I can't wait to meet you all. Um, I-, I promised Luke a visit. So uh, I hope to, to meet some of the, the Durbanites soon. Um, but, but definitely um, my, my key word and, and just from myself is, or key words is just, you know, keep going. Whoever you mm. You pray to believe in your support system around you. Keep them around because we we can't do this alone. You know, no one can do anything alone. Um, Elon Musk hasn't gotten to an Elon Musk status by doing it alone. He has a team, he has a support system, and he just has some sort of faith, spiritual faith, whatever it is. So just make sure you you have the right crew and team behind you. Um whether it be just one person or a couple of people. Um, Because on those days of you're not getting it, on those months where things are just crazy and 
load shedding is now 52 hours out of a week. Um, um, 24 hours. <laughs> I've added in 52. Um, you know, you, you need to find that strength to keep going. Mm. Um, as, and as entrepreneurs within South Africa and Africa as a whole, it's, it's, it's quite tough um, just to, to keep that momentum. Um, so yeah, just my words of encouragement, keep that faith, keep your, keep your prayers up and, and just keep people close to you and, and that determination, courage, passion, it all flows because you know that's what awesome. you want to achieve. Come on, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope Not a problem. all you listeners and you viewers heard that and, um, yeah, it'll be really cool to have you in Durban one day and soon, soon. let's see if we can, we can make that happen. So my last thing before we wrap up, I saw yes. on your LinkedIn you shared a post from Steve Bartlett, oh, Diary of the CEO. I favorite. love his podcast. Um, so I haven't done this before, but I have gone ahead and I don't know if my camera's going to focus oh, here. Oh, the Diary of the CEO. Yeah, lovely, I've got these. Lovely. And this is something I've been wanting to introduce into the podcast. Brilliant. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to draw a random card from this, this pile okay. and ask you that question. And then maybe cool. you can, you can answer that for us. So I haven't prepared anything. I'm literally just, this, this, this is brilliant. I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear. It's my favorite guy. Come on, bro. These things. This, this is cool. <laughs> okay. So we've cool. got, um, one question. Wow. Okay. So uh, let's try to get this in focus. What are you clear about? Unlike this focus. <laughs> yeah. What are you clear about <laughs> that you now? Okay. Let me just read it like this. What are you clear about now that one year you didn't know? Ooh. One year ago. Yeah. Ooh. I'm clear that. Things are possible. Okay. Thing, like, things are damn possible. Like there's, there's, there's no limitation. You know, it's all about those things, you know, just the motivational speech, the small motivational speech I did now. It's just making sure you have that faith, that guidance, that prayer, that people around you, because we cannot do this alone. And I think I realized that in a large extent last year, or, or this year that it can be done you know it, it's, awesome. it's 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 possible that's awesome 100 percent. come on well dylan cairns brew it's been absolutely amazing to hear your journey and what value you are bringing to this world and i want to thank, thank you, you for your time and to all our listeners i want to thank you for your time and Go give this man a big follow. I'll put all all his contact details in the description below. And go give him go give him all the love in the world. And yeah, give him a nice big Durban love. <laughs> and um yeah, thank you for your time, bro. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Look, yeah. just just from my side, thank you so much and, and for everything you're doing. I think you you speak about Stephen Bartlett, but we have our own Luke Olden in South Africa and uh, Africa. So come on, bro. please just, just keep doing That's what awesome. you're doing. Um, it's motivating, 
even me, like, like I said, I've, I've been stalking you for a couple of weeks and I couldn't wait to just be in contact with you, let alone like be on your actual podcast. So keep doing what you're doing and and keep motivating and and giving the people a platform to, to share their stories because it does inspire more people than you know. So, so thank you for you, you know, really looking to, to meet you face to face. And hopefully yes. there's a part two Keen. loading. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, thank Looking you. To it. And Durban, Thanks so much. peace out. Big love Durban, to you all. Peace out. Ciao. <laughs> Bye-bye.